At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour number two as we're going to be joined by none other than Fats. Yes, he goes by the name Fats. He is a tremendous handicapper and a guy that does a great job taking a look at closing line value in general when it comes to. When it comes to what you've all got out there, you may recall you wound up doing an interview on Be Better Better, something that is done by Spanky, and he wound up lending a great interview there. A guy that is a professional better. We're going to be diving into just what he's been making out of some of the line moves that we've seen this season, a little bit of contest strategy. Uh, Sometimes taking the closing line value in terms of contest strategy, there are times where it lends a little bit more value than others. So we're going to be doing a little bit more of shall we say, diving to the weeds of sports betting, a little bit more betting philosophy, which these are some of my favorite conversations. So we're going to be doing that in about 15 minutes. That's going to be a lot of fun because it's always nice giving out picks. It's always like nice taking a look at teams. It's nice eviscerating coaches that wind up making boat-ended decisions, but taking a look at just being able to grab good numbers, sort of the theory of not delivering the fish, but teaching someone how to fish. I think that that's, a, that's one of those shall we say, I'm looking for the word. That's one of those cliches. There we go. I was forgetting the word cliche, but that said, I do think that it's going to be a great chat, so we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And even when I wind up stuttering and I wind up just having no idea whatsoever the word that is the top of mind that I need to say, 
the audio is always very clear because the guys behind the scenes are absolutely tremendous. You've got Taylor. He gets me set up on audio. Even when I forget what the word cliche means slash what it is, you're able to hear it in just good, clean audio. Taylor gets me set up. He does great work. You've got all the graphics on the scene, on the screen. That is courtesy via Nick. He is our wonderful technical director, and Jason is a man that winds up getting all these chats set up. He does a great job as my producer. He's a big reason why Fats is going to be coming on in about 15 minutes and why we're going to be having Sean Green on in a little bit over an hour from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Going to be talking a little college football and a little of the NFL with him as well, but let's dive into some baseball. Let's take a look at what I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation for this Wednesday as and go to one of the interleague games, 927-928 on the board. It is Tyler Wells going for the Baltimore Orioles. And when I say this name, you know exactly where I'm going. Patrick Corbin is on the bump for the Washington Nationals. We've got a total of eight and relatively equal juice. And with Patrick Corbin, he has a chance to become the second 20-game loser in Major League Baseball since 1980. It has not been a good season for him. Now, I will say this for Patrick Corbin. He has given up two runs or fewer in three out of his last four starts. He's been in a little bit of better form. That said, he's now backed up by a bullpen that had to throw six innings yesterday. It's a Washington Nationals team that they themselves, even if the Baltimore Orioles don't wind up lighting up Patrick Corbin and Patrick Corbin continues to pitch very well like he has recently, the Nationals offense has woken up. The Nationals offense, five plus runs in 10 out of their last 14 games. Since they called up Joey Manessas, a little bit of a minor league journeyman. He's 30 years old. He's been hitting like a 325 for this team. Alex Kalu, they wound up picking up towards the back half of the season. He's been hitting above a 250. You've had some good production out of someone like CJ Abrams, who was not panning out with the San Diego Padres, but a highly ranked prospect. He's been able to come up. He's been able to hit. Kiber Ruiz has been able to find it for the Washington Nationals. So you've got actually some bats that you're able to trust in. Luke Voigt has pounded out 19 home runs this season. Lane Thomas has been able to do a nice job of being able to move the line. And for the Baltimore Orioles, their table setter in Cedric Mullins, he's been playing very well recently, hitting above a 280 over the last 40 days for this bunch. And you've really got, shall we say, balance in the lineup past him as you've got Ellie Rushman, Anthony Santander, Ramon Urias, Ryan McKenna, Ryan Mountcastle, all in between about a 245 to 255 with Santander slugging out 27 home runs. You had Ryan Moncastle, who's been on a little bit of funk post-All-Star break. He got home run number 22 of the season on Tuesday for the Orioles. No question, this is a very good bullpen, but they themselves had to go to their bullpen for four scoreless innings on Tuesday as well. So they're a little bit more spent with having to use up their main closer in Felix Bautista, CNL Perez, a pair of guys with a sub-2 ERA. So you wind up having to burn up two of the better bullpen arms, really, in all the American League. This has been an Orioles team that has been tremendous. And both of these teams, you got to figure that they're going to do better than the, what they wound up doing on Tuesday, going 4 of 26 with men in scoring position. So it's not like in the game we saw on Tuesday that there were no opportunities whatsoever, which is why it landed 4-3. to three. There were just a whole bunch of opportunities where they made like your buddy at the bar and they could not close out and they could not wind up being able to drive in runs. That was... Not necessarily too tremendous if you want to take any over in that one, but I also take a look at the Baltimore Orioles possibly needing to go into their bullpen big time as well because with the Baltimore Orioles, Tyler Wells is going to be getting the start. Tyler Wells did not make a single start in the month of August. Here in September, he made one start against the Toronto Blue Jays. He went two innings, and it's not because he was performing badly. It is not because he wanted to re-injuring himself, anything of that nature. 
just as a precaution, which means that the Baltimore Orioles might be staring at like a opener plus situation. I don't think that they're going to hold Tyler Wells once again to two innings, but this is not going to be a case where Tyler Wells is most likely going to be throwing his normal like 85, 90 plus pitches if he's able to make it that far. So that is certainly of note as well. The turkey tosser himself, Patrick Corbin, he's given up 1.7 home runs per nine innings, 630 ERA, opponents starting a 322 off of him. This is a total of eight and a half that just feels too low. The Nationals have been one of your better over teams in the month of, shall we say, late August, early September, last three weeks. The Baltimore Orioles have been able to come alive with their bats as well. My DK Nation write-up is going to be on the over end. Well, you got Patrick Corbin on the mound. I think that he's going to be making it loss number 19. And if you're taking a look at odds to be able to record a win, I would say that you probably want to avoid Tyler Wells. I don't know if they offer the reverse because... Typically around here in Las Vegas, you don't wind up getting as many of these props because you always have odds to be able to record a win. They've got odds to be able to record a loss. Patrick Corbin might not be worth a bad look there. Personally, I think that I would rather take a run line, be able to get a little bit of plus price rather than lay it with the Baltimore Orioles. And in a lot of spots, you're able to get right around like a plus 115-ish with that Baltimore Orioles run line because I do think that they're going to hit Patrick Corbin. I think that they're going to hit him relatively hard. So I like the Baltimore Orioles laying a run and half, getting that plus price. And I certainly do like this total over as well. So that's where we're looking. And there's still an award that is up for grabs in Major League Baseball. Now, there's a few awards that are up for grabs. I would argue that the American League Cy Young, it is very intriguing. I would give my my vote right now to Aaron Judge. But what Shohei Otani is doing is amazing. What Aaron Judge is doing is absolutely remarkable as well. But the AL Cy Young Award, I feel like this is anyone's award right now. And the man that is going to be pitching for the Chicago White Sox has a chance to make a statement on Wednesday. This is 929-930 on the board. Chicago White Sox. They play host to the Colorado Rockies. Kyle Freeland goes for the Rockies. Dylan Cease on the bump for the White Sox. And the White Sox, well, they're one of the biggest favorites on the board. Right around minus 240 is the number between plus $2 and plus 215 is the price on Colorado. We're seeing some sevens start to circulate. This was a total that it began at 7.5. Now we're finding it fall to 7 and. I personally would rather have a seven half under rather than a seven over. I was right in the middle of this. I set my personal handicap at a 7.3. So at a seven half, I like the under at a seven. I like the total over, but would rather have a seven half personally. But with Dylan Cease, this guy has been absolutely masterful all season long. The one word of caution that you have with Dylan Cease is that the walks do sometimes draw him out of games a little bit early because Dylan Cease is a strikeout artist, and typically with strikeout artists, they do jack up their pitch count a little bit towards the front half of games. He's got 11.5 strikeouts per nine innings, but also 3.7 walks per nine. He's been able to work on this recently. He actually is the American League leader in terms of total walks surrendered, but he's been able to do a much better job in the stretch. Very nearly wound up having that no-hitter a few weeks ago when he wound up having a start. I believe it was now two weeks ago, but he's been terrific. And for Kyle Freeland, He's been able to do a nice job on the road this season. For the Colorado Rockies, darn near every single player and every single split favors them so much more at home rather than on the road. Other than Kyle Freeland, who you may recall during the 2018 season was like the best first five pitcher that we've seen in a decade. If you wanted betting on him in the first five for so many of his starts for the Colorado Rockies in 2018, you were able to make a truckload of money. But for Kyle Freeland, right around a 6-2 ERA at home, on the road, that falls to more than neighbor at about a 3-6. He's been able to do a solid job being able to keep the ball in the yard. Not a strikeout artist, unlike our good friend Dylan Cease, but he's been able to do a good job being able to keep things out in front of him. 2.7 walks per nine innings, only about six half punch outs per nine, but also giving up about one home run per nine innings. So that is 
palatable with the Rockies. Been a bullpen that has just been a little bit of a hot mess. You've got Alex Colome. He's got an ERA two points higher when he's on the road rather than when he's at home. Not been good for guys like Jake Bird and company. And for the White Sox, failed starters in Reynaldo Lopez and Jimmy Lambert have been very good for this bullpen. And then you got Kendall Graveman, Liam Hendricks, and the eighth and ninth inning. And when it comes to the White Sox, this team is in the bottom eight in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per game basis. But you've had a lot of guys like Jose Abreu, Andrew Vaughn, starting to be able to get the deep ball going. Eloy Jimenez, he wanted going deep on Tuesday. And for the White Sox, they just do a solid job of being able to move the line in general. As all the guys I want to mention are hitting at least a 280 for this team. Elvis Andrews has been a very valuable contribution. He comes over from the Oakland A's where he was a struggling and darn near everyone that has put on an A's uniform this year has struggled. But he's been able to hit about a 280 since coming over for the Chicago White Sox and for the Colorado Rockies. It's a bunch that averages nearly 5.8 runs per game at home at home, rather than the 3.2 to 3.3 runs per game on the road. And the big thing for the Rockies is the deep ball. It falls by nearly 40% when they're on the road. They get right around 1.1 home runs per game at home, 0.65 home runs per game on the road. Someone like a CJ Crone, he's got 21 home runs at home. He's got just seven on the road. That is going to be a big issue for the Colorado Rockies. Right now, I'm seeing this run line between a minus 105 to a minus 110. I think that Cease shuts them down. I like this total under, and I like the White Sox being able to lay a run and a half at a relatively decent number. And what I always like is some great betting conversation. You know him best as fats. He is a professional better. He's a man that just knows so much about the industry coming up next. We're going to talk about the importance of closing line value. A little bit of contest strategy as well next. Right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. 
He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. on VSN, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter in their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel tickets, plus races, plus $1,000 in a betting voucher from First Bet. Head on over to vcin.com slash horses now to enter as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vcin, the sports betting network. And great to be joined by a professional better and a just great gambling expert in general. I know that you've heard him on Spanky's podcast, Be Better Betters. He is best known as Fats. His real first name is Steve, but we'll just call him Fats for this segment. And Steve, it is always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It is great to have you aboard. And first things first, before we dive into the various things that we have been seeing in terms of the NFL and college football betting market and how much closing line value has meant, just give a little bit of an elevator pitch for those that might be a little bit newer to these peer in terms of just how important it is to wind up getting the best of the number. Because I'm sure that there's a lot of people that say, well, you don't wind up paying the juice if you wind up winning your bets. And you just want to be able to evaluate the teams and everything like that. But I think we both know that the number that you wind up getting, it is absolutely paramount. It Beating the cl- there's nothing more important than beating the closing line. And I'm going to give you a stat from Brad Powers. He, he sent this tweet out the other day. And uh, he took week one college football and he took all the games that now that included all the extra games and the FBS games. And he took all the games. He said, a lot of people say, well, it doesn't matter. So somebody that said, all right, let's take, I'm going to take all the games that move three points. And then at post, I'm just going to bet those three games because I know those are all the hot sides. And he said, if you did that, you went 68, 71, and 3, which is 48%, so that's losing. He said, but if you manage to be savvy enough to predict which way the line was going to move or handicap and get down on those games when they were three points better, which you could have done if you, you know, if you knew what you were doing, the difference would have been you'd have been 96 and 47, which is 60, which is basically a 67% uh, win rate. And he did the same thing this week, but just for the, the regular boarded games. And there were 42 of them. And you'd have been 18 and 24 if you bet it post all the games that moved three points at the closing line. But if you had gotten in at the better number, you would have been 24 and 17 which is 69% also. And I think that that is so important, and you just illustrated it right there, by the way, Brad Powers, 
one of the best in terms of doing college football, if not the best. He does an amazing job on that front. But I know that you've been doing a great job with your sort of closing line value contest as well. And I know that this applies quite a bit to college football, what we wound up seeing in terms of the Georgia State game. And what are you looking to do in terms of that contest? And what did you wind up noticing from the results that we wound up getting over the weekend? Well, what I basically what I did was I said for all these people, I had said in a tweet that somebody I was arguing with about closing line value because they still say it matters which teams you pick. And I said, if you're getting closing line value, you can pick your games out of a hat. It doesn't matter. So what I did was, I, and I'm going to do this for the entire season, is each every Wednesday I have a random number generator and I'll tweet out the as the picks are selected and it'll generate the rotation numbers of 20 games. And um, what I'm, what I do with those 20 teams that it picks is I assign a point, a spread value of uh, one point better than whatever circuit closes the game on Saturday. And then I run that and I just post the results. And the theory is that you should go 10 and 10 because you pick the games at random but if one out of 20 or just 5% of the games, the number matters, you'll either be 10, 9, and 1, which is a win, or 11 and 9. And as it turned out th- this week, it played out pretty much just like that. The games actually went 10, 9, and 1, and but because of the extra point on the Georgia State game, we got to go from 7 to 8. And that made that a winner, and we were, uh, and it was a, so we ended the week at eleven and nine, which is plus one point one unit for the year. And that's now, if you do this in basketball, it would be even stronger. College basketball, college football, everybody says, well, you know that it doesn't, you know, it's hard. Their games are harder to fall, and that's true. But I still think it's going to hold up over the season in the college football and college basketball. It'll hold up at just one point. Um, tremendously. Yep, and when it comes to college basketball as well, I can tell you, when it comes to late game, fellow, you need every single point that you can get because you can think that you really have a nice edge. You think that you've got a nice side. Some kid winds up training a three-pointer at the buzzer and you have absolutely no idea what it's like. Well, thank goodness I had that little bit of a cushion, so I can speak to that all too well. And you mentioned it, being able to track college football. And as we know, in football in general, There are the key numbers that you really don't have in other sports, in my opinion. You got your key numbers of 3, 7, 10. If you wind up getting into college football, you're able to go a little bit higher. It's sort of laughable when you wind up seeing like 28 be a key number. But certainly the difference between 27.5 and 28 still means a little bit of something when you wind up getting up that high. But when it comes to being able to take a look at college football, do you think that the same weight should be carried for some of those key numbers as opposed to the NFL? Because as we know, in the NFL, they are absolutely king because I think that it's sort of a case in which they are still important, but when it gets to college, it can be a little bit more random. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I do think that taking a look at key numbers in terms of college versus pro is always an interesting topic, and I think that it's important on both fronts. Well, I think the key numbers are important throughout in both sports. Uh, definitely the, the NFL key numbers are stronger, but you know, people say, oh, well, in college, the 28 doesn't mean anything or the, you know, but the 28 means something when the game's sitting around 20, when that's what the spread on the game is. If the spread in the game was 27, then the 28 is a live number 
at the end of that game, most likely, because they could be up 21, they could be up 35, and depending upon who scores, if there's one more touchdown scored, would make the difference. So the, it's all relative. The, those key numbers are all relative to what the actual spread in the game was. So it, it's, there's always, like, whenever you're betting, if you can get to, you know, try not, don't settle for 27 and a half if you can get 28. And, uh, you know, always push for where you can get that extra key number. And in the NFL, it's just paramount. What I've said, somebody asked me once, if you could give anybody a tip for betting in the NFL, what would you, uh, one tip you would give them? And I said, if you never lay three and a half, lay seven and a half, take two and a half or take six and a half, you will, your bankroll will be better in the long run. Just if you can't get to that key number, just pass that game in the long run, you'll be better off because enough times you'll take it and it'll fall and you'll lose. And uh, so you might as well just not bet it. And you speak of key numbers. And this is a question that I've posed a few times on the show. And I want to get your thoughts on it as well, because as we know, when it comes to most teasers, you wind up paying about 10 cents per half a point. And when you're buying points, selling points, that's something that I recommend personally, but typically you find it at 10 cents. As we know, books, They charge more when you wind up going from key numbers, being able to get the hook from like six and a half up to plus seven, going down from seven. If you're looking to take a team that is a seven point favorite getting down to six and a half, you're going to be charged more than 10 cents. How much would you value, say, going from two and a half to three if you're looking to get to the points, what have you? Because I think that 25 cents might be relatively reasonable. I'm not sure of your thoughts, but I always think that that 25 number is more of what I take a look at when it comes to key numbers rather than a 10. In the NFL, back in the day, we used to, when buying on and off the three used to be, you would go from minus 10 to minus a quarter. We used to make a killing by, if the game was two and a half, three or three and a half, we would just call up a, there was a big place that took 50,000 and you would call up and you'd say, uh, give me a minus, um, the line was three. You'd say, give me plus three and a half minus quarter for 50,000. And then they, they go right to two and a half. Then you say, okay, let me lay back to two and a half for 50,000. And that was worth it. And that was lucrative. And after about a season and a half of beating them up on that, they went to minus a dollar, um, they charge 20 cents. So to go, you'd have to go from plus three flat to plus three and a half minus 30. There was still value in taking buying the half point um, and laying the extra 20 cents or going through it, laying 50 cents, but um, not so much for trying to middle it, but just for straight, straight out betting it. Um, And so we were on that and now they charge it 25 cents extra. So yep. I do think that into that party, there, that is certainly something that has expanded, and I know something else that is popular. Looking at the value in contests, we will do that next with bets right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Kick off the season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and. Bet Rivers is your go-to sports book for every line boost and special every single year, every single 
week and lace them up because you get parlay insurance and touchdown insurance offered every single Sunday all season long. If you build a parlay of at least four legs and it loses, you get your safe back as a free bet of up to $25 and wager on any player to score the first touchdown of Sunday Night Football and you get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network and being rejoined by he, his real name is Steve. His nickname is Fats. You know him throughout the industry, one of the most respected betters that you're going to find. And I know that something that we want to talking about a little bit earlier today is just taking a look at contest strategy because as we know, when these contest lines wind up coming out on late Wednesday, early Saturday, or early Thursday, whether it be the Circa Millions, Westgate Super Contest, you're able to go down the line. They're set. They are not going to be moving at all with line movement. So when you do wind up seeing injuries, news coming out, what have you, you still wind up getting that line. And when it comes to playing in some of these contests, obviously I think that you'd agree with me, taking as much time as possible is very important. But when are some cases where you'd rather take a little bit of a better line and get that closing line value in terms of the contest and sometimes where it might not have as much value as you might think? Well, there's a lot of times what happens is, you, like you said, there's an injury in a game. Maybe let's say the line was one and a half, and now all of a sudden it's four and a half or five. And sometimes people say, well, you know what? Everybody's going to take that game. So I don't want to take that. I don't want to bet that game. Or I'm going to try and beat everybody. I'm going to take the plus one and a half. Okay. That's a mistake in my opinion. I mean, if you want to pass on the game, pass on the game and pick another. But don't take the bad number trying to go for the two for one. The other thing is, early in the season, don't be afraid to take the the good number, minus one and a half, thinking, well, everybody's going to take that because it's three points off. If you look at the distribution at the end of the week, there it'll still only be 30, maybe, if a lot of people do it, it'll only be, 30 or 40% took that game. Well, that means 60% didn't take it. So you, you're still picking up on more than more than half the field in that situation. Times where you might want to avoid the, the good number, uh, a perfect example of this would have been last week on the Eagles-Lions game. The Eagles went for, I think, had a contest number of three and a half, um, at least I know it did on DraftKings. I'm not sure what the circa number was. Circa number but was four. I would know. I took it. <laughs> so the on that game, well, using my three and a half theory, you never want to lay three and a half. By the way, it's okay to lay four, but it, don't lay three and a half. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, if you're on that game, that's one where, you know what? You can you're going to get two and a half points because the line six and the the numbers three and a half, uh, but you're still laying three and a half. So that's a good one. Maybe pick another game and maybe hope it falls three and you catch a lot of people and you'll pick up some ground. But you're not from three and a half to six. You're not stealing as much as if you were getting your better number on the other side of the two and a half. So that would be another strategy. Um, or stuff like that. Now, real late in the year, if you're high up in the standings, real late in the year, 
it's to your advantage to pick those games because other people because those are just games that people are going to have to overcome to beat you, and you're the favorite on all of them. So you should maintain your your be able to maintain your position better. Um, and if you're trying to chase somebody, if you're trying to come up in the standings, you might want to skip those games and just pick something better um, to try to chase. But don't don't pick something that a that's just that a a ridiculously bad line um, to do that. That would be my two cents on uh, the point spread contests. I think that that is such good advice because we do notice that there are quite a few people are like, well, even though I'm taking a few points less, I'm able to gain a point on the field. And it's like, well, you could still wind up having someone go five and oh, even if they don't wind up betting that, or they don't wind up picking that game altogether for contests as well. So I do think that, Sometimes because you have so many offerings on the board this time of year, you get 16 games, even with the bye weeks, typically you still have 13, 14 games, just passing on it all together. If you don't want to be like, and I air quotes here, everything else, that'd be much better than just trying to take some terrible number and word of advice from you. I probably should not have taken, taken the Philadelphia Eagles at four. I realized that immediately after I wound up doing so, but when it comes to the contest as well, we noticed that in the circus survivor contest, bloodbath in week one over half the entries are down out for the count i think that i wanted taking until about halfway through the season last year where i have the contest entries to be out it was i'll let you go ahead i had sent out a tweet about that um last night the not camp before the denver or the other night on sunday night before the denver game but after the denver game 56 percent of the field is gone and I commented last year, I remember the first seven like weeks of the season, every favorite, like seven and a half points or more, was was winning. There was never any big thing. And I so I asked about that and I got they responded to me and they said last year there was a uh, 683 people were eliminated the first week, which was only 16%. But going into week eight, 2,131 out of 4,080 were still alive. And then that was the week. Week eight was the week that all the big upsets, and it dropped to 1,188. So they they lost um, a huge percentage there. They were went down to under, uh, or they lost fifty um, percent up until that point, and then they lost another half of that. They were down to twenty nine percent after that. So that was a big anomaly. And this this year was this week was totally the opposite of that. And I got to tell you, I every time I play a survivor contest. I am the master of finding a way to lose in the first round of the first week. And uh, so I had five contests in, um, in, in, the, in the DraftKings contest. And so I took two with Baltimore. And I said to myself, I thought I was such a genius because I said, you know what? I really don't think, I think Chicago could win. I'm not crazy about San Francisco. So I'm not crazy about the Colts. I wasn't crazy about 
the Titans. I wasn't crazy about so I wasn't even crazy about Cincinnati. I like Denver, so I, I went with two Denvers, two Baltimores, and 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 a Cincinnati. And I still managed to only get two wins out of five. So, uh, but a, a total bloodbath for everybody. Everybody had a big beating on on that first week, and that is a big anomaly. I don't think in the history of survivors contests, I don't think there's ever been that big of a bloodbath week one, percentage wise on the field. And I just can't remember having 10 home underdogs wound up becoming nine with the Vikings going from an underdog to a favorite ever occurring on week number one as well. And just when it comes to the survivor contest as well, I know that there are some people that they like to roadmap it out. I don't think that this is the best route to go just because every year we're going to see surprise teams. Like for example, the Cincinnati Bengals last year, they probably weren't on anyone's radar to be a team that you need to bank for survivor. But when it comes to the survivor contest, I think that one of the biggest things, if you are looking to make a deep run, always save those teams that are going to be playing on Thanksgiving and Christmas because there are some survivor pools that they make them their own week. I don't know if you have any tips for banking teams or anything like that in this final minute, but I think that that's one that is certainly important, especially this season. I was thinking about it like this. If you were lucky enough to use like Baltimore um, or maybe sneak by with New Orleans last week, then you managed to bank all those teams that everybody else picked this week that you can get them back now. Like San Fran's now a nine-point favorite this week. Denver's a 10-point favorite this week. So a lot of those teams, you you wouldn't have been, if they won, you wouldn't have been able to use them. But if you had used somebody else, they're still alive to to people. So uh, a consolation, I guess, of some sorts. Absolutely. And Steve, better known as Fats, I know that you do an absolutely amazing job just in the sports betting world. I know that you've done great things just for so many years. And it was great to have you aboard tonight and lend your insights. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. That is the legend himself, Steve Fats Diano. It was great to be able to have him aboard. And we talked a little bit of strategy coming up next. Got to give you some picks for this MLB board for Wednesday right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything that we do, including our daily picks at a glance, which is a recap of the top plays made by VSIN hosts and guests, 24 7 video season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every single game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips. Every hour with actionable insights to up your sports betting game, sign up for our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. Guys, we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And big thanks to Fats. He is best known as Fats. If you're looking to follow him on Twitter at real underscore Fats, just a legend in the industry and a man with so much insight so it was great to be able to get him aboard. And we just mentioned it. You're able to get pro tips if you are VSIM Pro. You're able to sort these by show. You're able to sport, sort these by sport. And I get this one in from Eat Your Readies at Eat Your Readies on Twitter. This is one that I think is very interesting to take a look at. Since 2015, a team that was an underdog in week one does not cover, come back as a favorite in week two. They're 2-12 against the spread, which means that if expectations weren't high on them to begin the season, they failed to cover, and now they're the favorite. Well, typically good things don't happen for them. 2-12 and 12 against the spread since 2015 on that front, so we shall see if that winds up holding up in week number two this season, but we shall see if we can hold up with some good games on Wednesday in terms of the MLB. I want to pitting pop my DK Nation pick a little bit earlier in the hour, and if you want to missing that, have no fear. We're going to hit that towards the end of the show, but how about if we go with an underdog that I like for this MLB Wednesday, and this is going to be the earliest game on the board. 901-902, so we start at the top with the Pittsburgh Pirates on the road against the Cincinnati Reds. In the words of Bill Belichick, we are on to Cincinnati, and they're on to Nick Lodolo getting the start, and Ronsi Contreras, he goes for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Pirates are an underdog of about plus 135 across the board. I'm seeing a straight plus 140, but another big number, anywhere between minus 145 and minus 160, the price on Cincinnati with the total being eight. And I don't understand why Ronsi Contreras is a plus 135 underdog. 
The Pittsburgh Pirates actually won both games of their double dip against the Cincinnati Reds on Tuesday. And Baronzi Contreras, he is coming in in really good form as he has allowed three runs or fewer in four out of his last five games. And it hasn't been against slouches either. It's not like he's going up against the Miami Marlins and holding them scoreless or anything like that. Baronzi Contreras, he wanted being on the injured list for a little bit post-All-Star break, but since he's resurfaced in mid-August, he has been lights out. Last four starts, two runs of fear allowed against the Atlanta Braves, the Philadelphia Phillies on the road, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the St. Louis Cardinals. He has been able to do a great job in that stretch. The team has watched two and two because, well, the Pittsburgh Pirates don't supply a lot of offense, but Roncy Contreras has been able to do a supreme job. Now, the one thing with Roncy Contreras that you've got a little bit of caution with is you might need the bullpen to come in early because with Roncy Contreras, four walks per nine innings, that's not necessarily too terrific for him, but it's also going up against a guy in Nick Lodolo that he himself has been giving up the free pass. Now, for Lodolo, much better at home rather than on the road. North of a 5-5 ERA when he is on the road, more like a 2-8 ERA at home, and he's been able to get 11.3 strikeouts per nine innings, but also for him, 3.3 walks per nine innings. Both of these teams very, very heavily had to use their bullpen in the doubleheader, especially with the Reds who wound up having a bullpen game in game number two. And it was a bullpen that wound up giving up one run in the game. Problem is, they couldn't scratch across any. Go figure, when you wind up having bad teams, typically you do wind up getting bad results. But I will say this for the Cincinnati Reds, in the second half of the season, they actually rank in the top 10 in terms of bullpen ERA, which that's shocking because the Cincinnati Reds have been atrocious with their bullpen all season long. As a matter of fact, among your 30 MLB teams, they're currently ranked 28th with only the Kansas City Royals and the Colorado Rockies, not bullpen stalwarts below them. But I do think that for the Reds, just a too much of a top-heavy lineup because you do have guys like Kyle Farmer, Jonathan India, PJ Friedel. They've been able to do a relatively solid job towards the top of the fold, getting on base. All these guys are hitting north of a 250. Donovan Solano has been able to hit nearly a 300. But when you get into guys like Aristide Sakino, Stuart Fairchild, Chucky Robinson, Jose Barrero. These are guys that are in a 220 or lower, and they are just not giving competitive at-bats. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, though you do have guys like Jax Wisniewski, Gregory Allen, Topico Medicano, you're able to go down the line of guys sitting at 225 or lower. There's a little bit more balance. Guys like Ben Gamble, Michael Chavis, Cabrian A, sitting between about a 235 to a 245 in solid. And then you've got Brian Reynolds, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, 23 home runs. He's sitting above a 250. Kevin Newman is available at about a 270. So you have a little bit more firepower. When it comes to this Pittsburgh Pirates lineup in general, and for the Pittsburgh Pirates, they just got a little bit more length in general out of their starters. With the Cincinnati Reds, you didn't have anyone in that bullpen game really go north of three innings. Meanwhile, for the Pirates, they got a very unexpected and a very good start from young gun Luis Ortiz, who wound up throwing five and two-thirds innings scoreless. How you wind up making that debut, and he wasn't even necessarily like tremendous at the minor league level, but Oh, uh, you got it. I don't know, but that was very good for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I do think that they're in good form here with Roncy Contreras going. I think that Contreras going to be able to do a solid job against the Cincinnati Reds lineup. I did wind up setting my total at an 8.4. I think that 8, just a little bit too low because it is so great American ballpark, and great American ballpark is very much a hitter's ballpark. No ifs, ands, or buts about that with the Reds. There's a big reason why they're averaging nearly five runs per game at home and more like three and a half runs per game on the road and the ballpark. It is the biggest factor in that. So I'm willing to take an eight over, but getting anything north of the plus 120, I was willing to fire it on the Pirates. So we shall take Pittsburgh along with that total over. And then when it comes to another day game that we're going to be seeing in the National League, this one is of intrigue as 
You got a good pitcher going up against a good team. 903-904, the Atlanta Braves. They're on the road. They're facing off against the San Francisco Giants with Carlos Rodon going for the Giants. And Charlie Morton is on the bump for the Braves and the Braves. And between minus 113 and minus 170 favorites. And between minus 105 and plus 107 is the number on San Francisco with 7.5 being the total. And when it comes to the Atlanta Braves, was willing to lay up to minus 122. Charlie Morton has been a little bit all over the place, and he does need to calm down the walks, nearly four walks per nine innings. But Charlie Morton, even at his advanced age, still getting a little bit over 10 strikeouts per nine innings. He's been able to do a great job on that front. Now, with Charlie Morton, word of caution, sub three ERA at home on the road. This does wind up going up a little bit north of five. So issues on that front, but he's going to San Francisco. Very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark, as we all know, which is why Carlos Rodon has had his good home and road splits. And for Carlos Rodon, he has... Just not been helped out by his defense whatsoever. You may recall his first start coming off off of the All-Star break and the All-Star game in general. And he wound up giving up five runs against the LA Dodgers. And three of those runs were because one of his outfielders lost the ball in the lights. And he wound up getting charged with runs when he really should not have. So Carlos Rodon has been a little bit of a tough fuck guy this year. Getting 11.7 strikeouts per nine innings. That is the top mark among National League starters with enough innings. And has been able to do a nice job of just being able to keep down the contact in general. 0.6 home runs per nine innings. So I like the way that he's able to perform. The problem is he's got a San Francisco Giants bullpen behind him that has been absolutely terrible. You can tell how much his team is missing Buster Posey right now because the San Francisco Giants, with largely the same pieces last year, they were the top team in bullpen ERA in all of baseball. They were the only team with a sub-3 bullpen ERA. This year it has gone to 423. Guys like Zach Liddell, who was pouting about getting taken out of the game on Monday, even though he's just been completely terrible and very nearly gas can that entire game. That guy has not been good. You've got Tyler Rogers, who's posting up north of a five ERA. Junior Marte, it is not a Marte party for him. It's been really bad. You do have a, guy, a couple guys like John Brebbia, Camilio Duvall. They've been able to do an okay job, but this Giants bullpen has been dreadful. Meanwhile, for the Atlanta Braves, this bullpen has been overall relatively solid. Jackson Stevens has not been able to have some of the world's greatest moments, but this is the number two bullpen in terms of VRA in the National League. Guys like A.J. Minter have been very solid. Minter did wind up getting used up on Tuesday, but you still have so many other pieces like Arasio Iglesias. Maybe they will get good performances out of Tyler Madzik for the last few years, and let's call it what it is. The Atlanta Braves just have this giant team completely outgunned in terms of the lineup. Austin Riley, he's gone deep five times in the last 12 games. Michael Harris, the second, is hitting above a 300. He's getting a home run every, like, 14 to 15 at-bats. He has been magnificent. Dansby Swanson doing a good job hitting a 285. And for the San Francisco Giants, the lineup just has not been great. The platoon splits have actually been very good. And a lot of that is credit to Gabe Kapler. He's trying to take lemons and make lemonade out of this roster at this point because Jock Peterson, really the only guy that has been able to supply north of 20 home runs for this Giants team. And... He's been able to hit about a 265 along with Ario Estrada. Both of these guys doing a solid job of being able to move the line. But past that, you got guys like Luis Gonzalez, Seven Longoria, Tommy Listella hitting between about a 242, 250. Not a lot of power. Mike Ustremski, Lamonte Wade, Willie Calhoun. These guys have been disappointments this year. So I do think that the Atlanta Braves are going to be able to get into this bullpen, generate some runs. I think that both starters are going to do a solid job at the 7F. I will be taking a look at the under, but I trust in this Braves team as a whole. I'm going to take them on the money line and in our number three. Going to be upon all forms of football along some baseball right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. 
BetRivers Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. BetRivers Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one-time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes BetRivers your hometown sportsbook. Must your hometown sportsbook. Must your hometown sportsbook. Must your hometown sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.